Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. And uh, we're going to talk about part two of Matthew chapter 24, the double ended prophecy of Matthew chapter 24. But before we get started, we're going to open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day you've given us, another day of your mercy, another day of your grace, provision protection we just thank you for everything you've done for us keeping us watching over us and providing for us watching over our family friends we just thank you so much for everything you've done giving us your mercy we just ask that you continue to bless us in every way possible so that we can be better saints better for you better witnesses for you these things we ask in the mighty wonderful precious name of jesus we pray amen amen Okay, Matthew chapter 24, we're going to start with part two today. I believe we left off on verse 28. We're talking about the prophecies of the end times, uh, which is in Matthew chapter 24 is what you call the double-ended prophecy because the stuff that Jesus is talking about in this chapter is going to happen twice. It's going to happen during his day, and it's going to happen during the end. You know, so it's, it's like uh, during his time, it's like a type and shadow of what's going to happen at the end time. So let's start off in verse 28 where we left off. Matthew chapter 24 verse 28. Uh, we left off for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. And I was uh, pointing out how when Jesus comes in his second coming and he starts executing judgment on the earth, on people who have taken the mark of the beast, people who have not accepted him as Lord and Savior, it's, gonna, it's not going to be nothing nice. He, he's he's going to, uh, with the sword in his mouth, which is his word, he's going to command his angels to execute judgment in this. And they're going to call the fowls of the air to come and feast on all manner of man, rich, poor, small, great, this whoever didn't take, whoever didn't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, and whoever took the mark of the beast are going to get it. Now, um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about uh, the two ways they're going to get it. Uh, some some are going to be slaughtered and killed at his second coming, and others are going to be left alive. But I don't want to get ahead of myself, so let's just go ahead and continue to read. Verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And shall, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the cloud, uh, in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Now, I believe that sound of the trumpet is the seventh trumpet. A lot of people teach something different, but I believe this is the seventh last trumpet, uh, his second coming. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, north, south, east, and west, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now, I believe this just described the rapture. Now, most 
uh, Christian ministries, ever since I was a little kid, ever since I can remember, taught that the rapture takes place before the Great Tribulation. Call it the pre-tribulation rapture, but uh, I don't, I don't agree with that, you know, anymore. I believe that the rapture takes place at the end, at His second coming, and the reason why I believe that is because in uh, John chapter six, in four spots, verses thirty-nine, verses forty, uh, verses. Um, I believe 53 and uh, verses, um, uh, I think it was 49. Jesus says four times, he says he's going to gather his people, his elect, his saints uh, at the last day. He says he's going to gather them all at the last day. Read it for yourself. Start at John chapter 6 and start at the 39th verse. And read to the end of the chapter, and Jesus repeats himself four times. He's going to gather all his people at the last day, which is his second coming. That's why I have abandoned the pre-tribulation rapture theory. Uh, nothing to get mad about, nothing to get worked up, up about, but is this just what I like to put out there? So, and I believe that's what he's describing here in Matthew chapter 24. I've heard a preacher on the radio just last week say, uh, Jesus never mentions the rapture. Well, I think he does right here. He says in red <laughs> in Matthew chapter 24, he said he's going to send his angels with the sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That's the, that's what, that's what the rapture is, mm -hmm. you know, and then he's going to execute judgment on the earth. His, the, the wrath of God. He has not appointed us to his wrath. A lot of people don't understand that the wrath of God and the great tribulation are two separate events. God has not appointed his people to, to his wrath, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to go through the great tribulation. <coughs> okay, so now verse 32. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know the summer's near or nigh. So likewise, ye, uh, so likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. So Jesus is letting you know, pay attention to the signs that he gave you in this chapter. You know, when, when this time comes, pay attention to them, because you're going to have to say, well, yeah, Jesus said that's going to happen. Jesus said that's going to happen. You got to recognize what's going on so that, so that you can know the time is getting near near you don't want to put it off verily I say unto you this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled now this scripture verse 34 messes up a lot of people they say what and he says it's not going to pass this generation won't pass till all these things be fulfilled well you got to remember this is a double ended prophecy and um, so let me uh, let me take you right quick to Acts chapter 1 in verse 10 and uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 10 and 11 it says and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel well let's, let's back up to verse 9 Jesus, Jesus had just told them in verse 8 to go and baptize the world and and make disciples of men and all of this wonderful things, baptize them. 
in the in the Holy Ghost. A lot of people think that's still talking about water, but remember, John baptized with water, Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost. So people misunderstand that. And in verse nine, it says, "And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight." And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so, uh, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So, see, I believe this was a fulfillment of the prophecy back in Matthew chapter 24. Because he says, uh, this generation will not pass to all these things and be fulfilled. Well, that was one of the fulfillments right there. So, uh, you just got to understand double in the prophecy. It's going to happen in Jesus' time, and it's going to happen at the end time as well. Okay. Um, back to verse. Where are we at now? verse uh, verily I say unto you this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled verse 34 mm -hmm. okay now uh, 35 heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but my father only he's talking about uh, the, the, the day of his second coming you know the day uh, we know it's going to happen at the end of the final seven years. We know that, but we won't know the day or the hour. Mm -hmm. You know, some might be able to predict it down to the month if they pay attention to the signs as those signs unravel. But nobody's going to know the day or the hour. It's just impossible. Okay, so, but of that day and hour, knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Okay. Uh, but as uh, the days of Noah, Noah was, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now he's talking about the flood. He's given that example of Noah in the ark. He says, for in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. So what he's saying is, it was life, life as usual, you know, before the flood. Everybody was doing doing their natural business, going to work, you know, going to school, uh, marrying, giving into marriage, you know, just, just going about life, everyday business, he says. So the marrying part, is that like having sex? No, just marrying. Just getting married to yeah, each other? Yeah, just marrying, yeah, getting married. Either just life, normal life. People's going about life, everyday life, you know, as usual. So... <clears throat> He says, uh, during the days of the flood, they were, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in a marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew it not until the floods came and took them all away. So, you know, they were like blindsided by, this, by the rain and the water. They didn't see it coming. You know, it wasn't like it was cloudy for several days first, you know, or... Or maybe it wasn't even cloudy that day. But once Noah got on the ark and the door was shut, the, the waters just started coming. Mm -hmm. And then the people realized it was too late, and they panicked, and, and they were all carried away. 
<clears throat> and knew it not until the floods came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. <clears throat> then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other one left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. One should be taken and the other one left. I like to add what, what Luke said. Luke point Luke, Luke kind of like really brings it home in Luke chapter, I believe it's 17. He said two men will be in one bed. One should be taken and the other one left. So that lets you know that this is talking about the judgment of God. You know, both people are going to be judged in two ways. One is going to be taken and be slaughtered. And the other one's going to be left behind, uh, and they're going to be made slaves on the earth for a thousand e for a thousand years. You see, we're going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years in His kingdom. We're going to rule and reign over somebody. So, God is going to split all the inhabitants of the earth in half who did not accept Him as Lord and Savior. Some He's going to kill, and the other half He's going to leave on the earth, and 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 leave them a on the earth for a thousand years and we're going to rule and reign over them. Now let me give you the scripture. Um, <coughs> we're gonna, uh, there's a scripture, Daniel chapter 7 verses uh, 12. You know, Daniel's talking about the end times here as well. And he says, as concerning the rest of the beasts, because uh, he talks about Jesus is going to come back and, and slaughter the beast, but he says not all of the beasts. He says, as concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. So there you have it is what I'm talking about there. When Jesus comes back, some he's going to slaughter and some he's going to leave behind to be slaves on the earth for a thousand years so he says one should be taken and the other one left that's what that's talking about mm -hmm. now see when i was a kid i was taught that, that was the rapture you know the ones that's taken are going to heaven and be with the lord but mm -hmm. that's not true one's going to be taken to be slaughtered because uh at the end of matthew chapter 17 the disciple says where are they going to be taken my lord and he says where the eagles are gathered together there where the carcasses be also this is judgment yeah complete judgment <clears throat> so that's what that is referring to it's referring to the judgment of God okay so let's go back to Matthew chapter 24 and I believe we left off at um, verse 41 mm -hmm. two women shall be grinding at the meal the one shall be taken and the other one left watch therefore for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth Come. He said that twice. Yeah, he said that several <coughs> times because he, he wants <coughs> us to watch and be ready for his second coming. Mm -hmm. So you 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 gotta you gotta ask yourself, well, what is the big deal? You mean we saved and and we waiting on the Lord to come and, and and deliver us? So what does he keep on warning us to watch for? Watch for, and it takes me back to Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter chapter five, Jesus was talking about adultery, and he says if you're if your right hand offend you, chop it off. If your left eye offend you, pluck it out. And I be and 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 I believe that's talking about the end times, because when if you take the mark of the beast, you are committing spiritual adultery. Okay, 
I believe he went from talking about physical adultery to spiritual adultery. And so he, if you take the mark of the beast, he's letting you know you can repent if you chop off that hand that you got that mark in. Mm -hmm. Or if you pluck out that eye, you got that mark in. You know, so I believe that's what he's talking about here. He's letting people, because what's going to happen is people are going to take the mark of the beast, and then they're going to regret it. And they're going to want to be saved. And, of course, some of those people are going to want to wait to the very last minute before they chop off the hand oh, and pluck yeah. out the eye. So he's letting you know you ain't going to know the day or the hour. Right. So you can push it if you want to, because if he cracks that sky, you still got that mark in your hand or that mark in your eye, then you're going to be counted with the wicked. You're not going to be counted. You're not going to be able to say, oh, let me hurry up and chop off. It's too late. So that's what he's warning you about. You, you better chop off that hand and pluck out that eye before it's too late. That's what I believe it's talking about there. So that's Matthew chapter chapter 5, if you want to read that, when he's talking about adultery. Matthew chapter 5, I think verses 28 <coughs> is where it begins. So, okay, where did we leave off at? On 43. 43. We on 43. Okay. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known and well watched the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. See, he's warning mm. you, you gotta be ready. Mm -hmm. Can't be playing around, because when he cracks that sky, it's over and done with. His angels are gonna be looking for people with the mark of the beast, and he's coming for them. And if they don't have the seal of God in their forehead, then he's gonna, he's gonna get them too. What about the people that's already passed that didn't even have to go through this? Well, with the mark to well, well, here's the deal. Uh, people who are unsaved, you know, they're not going to have the seal of God in their forehead. And when you read Revelations chapter 1, verse 7, it says every eye is going to see him when he cracks the right. sky. So that means there's going to be a resurrection of the dead before, before he cracks the sky. Mm -hmm. And every eye is going to see him. So all those that are saved, they're going to have a seal of God in their forehead. All of those who are not saved are not going to have it. Okay. So mm -hmm. those angels are going to be on assignment, and when he cracks that sky, they're going to be coming with people who don't have the seal of God in their forehead, and he's going to be coming after people who got the mark of the beast. So that's why he tells you in Matthew chapter 5, if you got that, if you have committed adultery and your right hand offends you, chop it off. Pluck out that eye, you know, because the Bible tells you, teaches that, uh, the mark of the beast is going to be in the forehead, which I believe is the eyeball, some kind of redness skin. So, <clears throat> okay. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the son of man cometh. That's verse 44. Mm -hmm. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom the Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is the servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find doing so. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if the evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and to drink and to be drunken, uh, then uh, the Lord of that servant shall come in the day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion 
with the hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, that's verse 51 into the chapter. So I hope um, we was able to shine some light on this chapter and uh, and break it down pretty good. Um, did you have any um, questions or comments following up after this chapter? This is a this no. is this is a, a a very deep chapter, one that I've always you know went back to over the years. It's 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 something else, uh, but. <laughs> This is the same chapter we started on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Years, what, years ago. What, we 30 teenagers. years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so it's something else. Uh, but the second coming of God ain't going to be nothing nice for the unbelievers. So, uh, you know, the saints ain't going to have nothing to worry about if they hadn't taken the mark of the beast. You know, like I said in that time, some people, you ain't going to be able to buy or sell. You ain't going to be able to participate in society without the mark of the beast. And some people are going to take it, and then they're going to say, you know, wait a minute, we shouldn't take this. So Jesus has given them a way out. It's not, it's not an easy way out, mm-hmm. but it's a way out. Mm-hmm. It's, Jesus says it's better for you to enter into heaven missing one hand, missing one eye, than for you to go to hell with your whole body intact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, this, it's, a, it's something else. So. Okay, if you have any questions or comments about this chapter, we would like to hear from you. You can contact us at Ministries at gmail.com. That's Ministries at gmail.com. You can leave questions or comments. And even if it's not about this topic, if it's about the Bible, we would like to hear from you. And uh, we would try to uh, talk about the question you give us on the air. Okay, we're going to uh, close now in prayer. Um, Dearly Father, we just thank you for another day you've given us. Uh, we just thank you for keeping us in these perilous times. You know, it's a lot going on in the world. Uh, a lot of people are are scared. A lot of people are frantic. Uh, they're stressing out because things ain't so secure anymore as it used to be. And the Bible said it was going to be this way as we get closer to the end. So we just thank you that you're watching over your people and you're keeping us. Thank you for your mercy so much. Dearly Father, we just ask that you empower us to be able to be ministers to hurting people all over the world. Uh, the homeless, the orphan, uh, the battered, the bruised, the, the brokenhearted. We just want to be ministers to people in a very powerful, supernatural way by the power of the Holy Ghost. We just ask you for that right now. Uh, just keep us, Lord, as you have these things. We thank you, praise you in the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.